0: Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 79.
1: Dana and I have worked and lived in Vegas for years and have so many moments that we've really never talked about. Today, we're counting them down. And let me tell you, we have some good
0: ones. Let's spin the wheel and get started.
1: Welcome to Vegas Revealed. All right, so today we're doing a very special episode. You know, Dana and I have lived and worked in Vegas for, gosh, I mean, we're pushing 20 years here, Dana. I know.
0: We used to say 15, but then time flies, and we're like, okay, now 16, 17. We're past
1: 15 now. (laughs) We're counting up. But in that time, we've had some really cool opportunities and some really uh, interesting interactions that really can only happen in Vegas.
0: And Sean and I were talking, and I was like, oh, did I ever tell you this happened to me? And he sometimes tells me stories. And I thought, you know what, let's just do an episode and share some of these kind of behind-the-scenes moments, some interactions we've had with big celebrities, some Vegas you know, moments that we've experienced. And then we started making a list. We have numbered them 10 to number one, and we're excited to share these stories.
1: So what do you say we get right in to number 10? Let's do it. Okay. So my number 10 are the Cindy Crawford sightings that we've had here in Vegas over the years. And this dates back to the early like 2000s when Cindy Crawford and her husband, Randy Gerber, owned Whiskey Sky and Whiskey Beach. This was the nightclub at the Green Valley Ranch Resort.
0: Yeah, and I remember it was a big deal because it was off the Las Vegas Strip. And it was like, what? You know, this megastar owning a nightclub and a beach club at a strip, you know, off strip casino.
1: Essentially in the suburbs. And I lived right around the corner in those suburbs from <laughs> Green Valley Ranch. And so Whiskey Beach was like my spot. Mm-hmm. That's every weekend. And, you know, occasionally uh, Cindy Crawford and uh, Randy Gerber would pop up there. But more recently in 2019, uh, the couple was also at the grand opening, the re-grand opening of the Palms and Chaos Nightclub. Mm, and as weird. part of that, there was a, a an Alicia Keys concert. Cindy Crawford was sitting in one of those little opera booths in the theater, just kind of right across from where I was sitting. And there were some younger girls in there who were snapping all these selfies. You can tell that they were trying to fill up their Instagram feed, right? Yeah. And then at one point, they turn to Cindy Crawford, who, by the way, is one of the best known supermodels in the world. You know, Sports Illustrated, swimsuit issues. She's been in ad campaigns. That Pepsi commercial. Left and right. A cover girl. I mean, the biggest model ever. Mm -hmm. And these girls turned to Cindy Crawford, handed her their phone and said, will you take pictures of us? And I was like, "Are you have got to what? be kidding me?" Oh, like,
0: maybe do you think they didn't know who she was?
1: But I can't imagine anybody turning to Cindy Crawford and saying, "Take our picture." I was just like, "What is going on over there?"
0: I know. But you know what, though, I don't know the ages of these these girls. If they were millennials, or you know, definite not to, millennials, they don't care.
1: They'll just you know, that they're is ballsy. True.
0: True, <laughs> Or we'd be like, oh, we would never ask Cindy Crawford to take our picture. But, you know, maybe she enjoyed it being on the flip side. Who knows?
1: But we love seeing Cindy Crawford here in Vegas. And, Cindy, welcome back. You're welcome on Vegas Revealed anytime on your next trip.
0: Well, let's move along to number nine. This moment actually happened right before the pandemic in twenty. 20. It was my last big outing in Las Vegas, a really fun night, and it has to do with Sofia Vergara, one of the biggest, you know, actresses. I think she's like one of the highest paid actresses on television. In yeah, movies. I mean, yeah.
1: obviously from Modern Family, and now she's a judge on America's Got Talent. So people know her all over the world.
0: Right. So she was going to be at the Park MGM for an event. Um, my friend and also celebrity, Debbie Gibson, said, hey, you want to come with me to this thing? They asked me to come. It's, um, I think it was Sophia's son came out with a really cool line of pet products, you know, different kinds of collars and clothing, and it was luxury. And so anyway, it was at the Nomad Tower. And so we go there, and, you know, we do the event, and, you know, we hang out, and everyone's, you know, Sophia's there, and you're like, wow, you know, she looks beautiful, and everyone's coming up, and she's a lot of fun, and then she met Debbie, and they were, you know, taking pics together, and even singing a little on the mic. So after that, we go up to On the Record. You know, they say, come on, we're going to go and do like a little laughter party. So we go up there, and that's really fun in Park MGM if you've never been. And it's not a huge place, really.
1: No, that's like their nightclub speakeasy uh, venue, which is up the escalator if you're on the casino floor.
0: Yes. So we go and we get a table and, you know, Sophia, the whole family, because everyone's there. Whole family's there. I mean, they're in from Mexico, but everyone's there. So anyway, long story short, finally Sophia leaves, but then we move into a private karaoke room and like Sophia's entire family comes in there and it's me, Debbie Gibson, and... and then, like, the like the whole family and were karaokeing all night long for, like, hours. <laughs> and it was so random. And they loved it because we were singing, like, you know, they were singing some songs in Spanish. You know, we were singing some in, in English. And it was just a fun night out. But um, never expected it to go that way. But that's really one of my, you know, big epic moments with an A-list actress here in Las Vegas. And
1: this was literally days before the world shut down, right? Days before the world shut
0: down. And I I remember I lost my glasses and I had to call like (laughs) lost and found and they they found them. And yeah, it was a good night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Definitely a a way to go out before the world shuts down, right? Uh, Let's move on to number eight. And this one, Dana, comes from backstage at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. So for the past, I don't know, decade probably, the iHeartRadio Music Festival has been taking place here in Las Vegas. Now it's being held at T-Mobile Arena, but back several years ago, its home base was MGM Grand and out at the Grand Garden Arena. And that's where this Floyd Mayweather experience (laughs) took place. So I was backstage and in those hallways and corridors, like you're you're walking around and you're just like face to face with celebrities. They're everywhere. And in the middle of this group of people is Floyd Mayweather. and I'm kind of just squished up against the wall in the hallway. And then, all of a sudden which i thought it was cool i was like oh floyd mayweather yeah, super cool i mean yeah. you know undefeated boxer great
0: right. some people love him some people hate him but yeah. you know
1: he was like in floyd arms and right. arms reach away <laughs> then all these bags of mcdonald's food start getting handed out and i'm like where in the world is all this food coming from and it, it looked as though someone from Floyd's entourage had gone out, brought back like these boxes of McDonald's chicken McNuggets, mm. and everybody was just sitting out in the hallway, just snacking on their nuggets. Including Floyd? Including Floyd. <laughs> So I was like, look at this. He's like the highest paid whatever. Undefeated. Undefeated. undefeated,
0: Boxing champion. You know, look
1: on his Instagram. He's just got stacks of cash everywhere. But even Floyd eats his
0: nuggets (laughs) that's good to know it's good to know because you'd think that like he's he's eating spinach and (laughs) drinking water all day long right i I
1: don't think he was preparing for a fight at the time
0: exactly well that's a bit (laughs) deal. yeah floyd obviously lives here in las vegas and you know often sightings and his entourage and that whole but it's fun to see some of the unique moments you know
1: it is something
0: like that just floyd and his whole crew eating chicken mcnuggets all right let's move on to number seven this one was a lot of fun to witness. It was when the Jonas Brothers had a movie come out, because uh, they've had a few since. But remember their first big kind of behind-the-scenes film? I don't even remember what the name of it was.
1: Yeah, and this is the one that kind of tracked their rise to fame, isn't right. it? From just a, a family group to playing a state fair where they just kind of exploded.
0: Yeah, it was It, it was great. and. It was a big deal for the fans, you know, because to get this close-up look. And so anyway, they were having the opening, which was the release of the movie. and, And here in Las Vegas, there's a shopping area called Town Square, and they also have a movie theater. So I was working for a CBS affiliate at the time. They said, come on down. We have a bunch of fans coming in to see the film for the first time, but they have no idea... Before the film starts, the Jonas Brothers are going to come into the theater wow. from the back door and surprise them. So it was so much fun to witness this. These girls and guys were going nuts when all of a sudden the film was about to start. And then they're like, "Um, hold on a minute. <laughs> we have a, a surprise for you. And the Jonas Brothers walked in. Everyone was cheering. They did a little Q&A. It was great for the fans before they started the film. And then I was able to go back into this little hallway in the back to interview them. It was literally just me and the Jonas Brothers. You know, they were so young at the time. And they couldn't have been more polite. They were like the politest uh, people I've ever interviewed. And I remember one would not walk away unless... He said, thank you to me in the eye and shook my hand. You know, it was my great impression of of the Jonas Brothers. What good
1: guys. Uh, They were
0: great. And it was a moment that I know anyone would kill for, is to just stand in a hallway and have a chat with the Jonas Brothers, just you four.
1: And are (laughs) your ears still ringing from the decibel level that was hit when they walked into the room?
0: Oh, it was insane. Yeah, (laughs) it was fun to watch. Because you see, you know, videos like that now go viral. But this was, you know, I saw it in person, and I don't even know, back then I don't even think, I don't even know if I had a phone to take a picture, but I remember I took a picture with a real camera of the screen, and I have it on my Facebook archive still.
1: You have a lot of film archives, I don't do. you?
0: I do. I archive it all.
1: I love it. The Roselli archive. <laughs> uh, okay, so Jonas Brothers are great, and we have a, another music star appearance coming in at number six. And Dana, this is an experience that that both you and I were a part of. One of our uh, good friends is the publicist for Olivia Newton-John, who, you know, people have known for years as a billboard chart-topping artist, yeah. a movie star, a writer, a, a cancer uh, activist, and uh, Olivia is just known worldwide and absolutely Beloved. So, as uh, her publicist, and again, our friend was a long time
0: publicist, long time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Was renewing his wedding vows. And Dana and I were invited to go. And we were on one of those pods on the high roller, which is that giant observation wheel that's at the center of the strip. It only holds, what, 25 people or so? so? Something like that, yeah. And one of the people who was in the pod with us to witness this vow renewal was Olivia Newton-John.
0: It was amazing. And not only that, she actually did the vow renewal. She did. <laughs> and she sang kind of like a little acapella. And it was the first time she was taking a vocal rest. And it was the first time she had actually, you know, sang in a while. And she, she had s- sang a song. And we were in this pot. It was uh, you... And I, and um, obviously uh, some guests, and then also the Chippendales, a few of the Chippendales, because Mike Caprio also represents the Chippendales and Olivia Newton-John. So it was a cast of characters, and what a moment, though, to be so close. And I, I mean, if I ever thought back in the day when I watched Grease 600 million times over and over, that I would be standing in a pod of an observation wheel with Olivia Newton-John renewing my friend's vows and singing to them.
1: I know. And I was at one point standing, you know, shoulder to shoulder with her. And, you know, I'd met Olivia several times through the years, but that was just such a a special moment. And we were, you know, just chatting about, you know, the emotion of the moment and how great it was. So that's definitely uh, one of the vaguest moments that I'll never, ever forget so special.
0: All right, let's move on to number five. Number five is a story that includes a large number of people, okay? This was an assignment that I got from Life and Style magazine. I used to do some freelance work for them. Okay, and my assignment was to go out and basically observe these celebrity moments. They would send me, this is happening, you're going to go, and I just want you to watch. That's what they would do. That's how when you read these magazines, you know, you'll say so-and-so was seen at and she was blah 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 handing something to her friend so-and-so and And this is how it all happens so you're the fly you're the the eyes you're the fly on the wall so um, I was like, sure, I'll make some extra money. I was starting out in the business, and I was, I think, doing some reporting from the helicopter. So anyway, Life & Style sends me to uh, one of the first concerts at the Pearl at the Palms right. back in the day. That and that theater it, is great. And it was Fergie. And Fergie was performing, and they, um, they said, listen, uh, George Maloof is having a, a private party in this suite up there. Um, you are okay to go in. And uh, all these people are coming in, and he's flying them all in for the Fergie concert. So I'm like, all right, so I go. Well, little did I know, like, I mean, the list was, you know, Paris Hilton, Nikki Hilton, like the cast of Scrubs, (laughs) uh, the guys from Panic! at the Disco, before they had really taken off, yeah. Uh, Justin Long was there, Fergie's mom, the whole family, George Maloof, it was incredible and there were like the bar was open and drinks were being served and you know you got to see the celebs really you know acting as they would if they were just with a group of friends right smoking cigs the whole nine you know you're going well (laughs) I didn't think you know so all sorts of stuff so anyway it was a great time um I talked to a couple of the cast members of uh Scrubs we had great conversations Uh, I talked to Nikki Hilton I remember at the time and also Justin Long who's in that you know he's like the Mac PC guy he's in a lot of different movies and I remembered him from this movie that my ex- husband really loved and it was Jeepers Creepers and he was the star of that film and then he started to tell me well I actually watched the opening of that film in my hometown of Rochester and I was like I'm from Rochester so the whole thing with his mother and it was weird and he had to like you know and so he was like anyway it was a whole thing then we go up to Uh, a suite in the palms and John Lovitz is up there and Mario Lopez and everyone's there it was a whole thing and it was a really really fun time Uh, Fergie's mom was like uh, inviting us to barbecues at her house in LA and it was just (laughs) one of those nights but that was a very Vegas moment for me and a hodgepodge of celebrities Uh,
1: that is quite the roster it is of of characters (laughs) there Wow! Little good did one. I
0: know. Yeah, and then I was chatting with uh, Panic at the Disco about like video games and PlayStation and all sorts of stuff like that. So it was it was random. Uh, little did I know they'd be as big as they are.
1: All right, and coming in at number four. So this Dana was such a a random night. So uh, Jennifer Coolidge who you may know as, uh, you know, being Stifler's mom in the American Pie movie and the bend and snap lady from mm-hmm. Legally Blonde. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jennifer, she's been all over, made made memorable, you know, guest spots on, on Friends. And um, she was doing stand-up over at the Venetian one night, and my husband Shane bought tickets for my birthday. So we went to see the show, and afterwards... Uh, Somebody came over to us and said, hey, uh, Jennifer would like to say hi. Um, She knows that you're here for your birthday. And I had just interviewed her a couple days beforehand on the a TV show that I was working on. But I didn't think that she was going to be, you know, inviting us back for anything to say hi. So we said, yeah, sure. It would be great. Well, we went back, said hi. She's so gracious, so nice, so sweet. We had some wine and... Then she and her her manager and some other people came into the room, and they were like, hey, should we all go to dinner? And I said, would you like to join us? And we said, yeah, yeah sure. We're not going Stifler's anywhere. Mom.
0: We're going to dinner with Stifler's mom. Yeah, so we went to this
1: <laughs> really nice steak restaurant, and the food just kept coming and coming and coming. And we're having a great time. We were chatting just about life and favorite vacation spots. And it was just... It was a really nice, enjoyable mm. dinner. And she found out that it was my birthday and had a, a dessert brought out, oh, which nice. was so, so sweet. Uh, after dinner wrapped up, which was a memorable you know, part of the night in and of itself, then we went out to the casino floor. And we stopped at the craps table. And uh, Jennifer Coolidge said do you guys know how to play craps? And we were like, mm, no. She was like, well, neither do I. Will you play for me? We are like, all right, I guess. Yeah. But whatever happens, happens. Right. So she put some chips down on the table. We rolled the dice a few times. She ended up winning, which was great. I was like, whew, we didn't let her down. And then... We decided to wrap things up at the craps table. We're walking back through the casino. And, of course, everybody is saying, hey, Stifler's mom, Stifler's mom. <laughs> People are stopping for pictures. But it was getting late, so she went back up to her room. But just such a, a, a random night Memorable, yeah. that we ended up just you know, thinking we were going to go see a comedy show and go home and it ended up with dinner and dinner with the comedian
0: and craps at the table. Jennifer
1: Coolidge is such a sweet, sweet woman though. Absolutely love her and hilarious.
0: Yeah. And we were just reading literally uh, before we recorded this on Twitter that she's going to be in a new role on a show on HBO. So we'll see her again.
1: That's right. And congratulations. Love to see Jennifer back on the screen.
0: All right, let's move to number three. This one was a big deal. Uh, I was at the Hilton, went to a show to see my friend Rick Fagno in the smaller theater. Rick was in Jersey Boys for many, many years. as yep. Frankie Valley here in Las Vegas, the Las Vegas production. Went off on his own and was doing some solo stuff. Went there. So after we go, uh, with, by the way, if anyone isn't familiar, the Hilton is now the Westgate. So it was the Hilton at the time. And so we go into the little lounge area there and say, oh, we'll come in. Like, like, let's catch up after the show. So we're chit-chatting. And all of a sudden, like, things start kind of, like, getting blocked off and a cake gets wheeled in and all that. And I'm like, what is going on? You
1: can tell when something's Some, about to go down. Something's
0: going down, right? So um, in walks Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> so Barry wasn't performing there at the time yet. His show, I think, was still over at the Paris. At Paris, the Paris Yeah. yeah. And it was apparently his birthday. And so he's friends with, um, and I might be using the wrong title, the owners of the Hilton at the time, or the people who run the Hilton, or one of the big wigs, or the president, or something. Sure. So they love Barry. So I guess they were having his birthday party there. So on there, Things are getting shut down. The cake's wheeled in. People are coming in. Barry's there. And apparently it's Barry's birthday. So I'm like hanging out in the middle of this party. They didn't ask me to leave. And, you know, a couple of the people recognized me from being on TV and stuff. So anyway, chatted with Barry, took a pic with Barry. We, we sang happy birthday, blew out the candles. And I thought, wow, what are the odds that I am in a room of like literally 30 people maybe celebrating Barry Manilow's birthday, one of the biggest singers of all time.
1: (laughs) So are you a -a (laughs) Fanilow?
0: Well, I am now. It's funny because I kind of was getting there when I lived in Elmira, New York. He played a show at this new arena they built. And I remember I had never seen Barry Manilow in concert before, but I had such a great time. And that when he was at the Paris, I think I went for like a media night. And I was like, I like Barry and I love his music and I'm becoming a -a Fanilow. So then when he walked in, I was like... This is really the tip on the iceberg.
1: (laughs) That's so cool. It was a fun night. And by the way, I don't think a lot of people know that aside from the music that Barry Manilow writes for his albums, he is also the master of writing jingles for TV commercials. And he's behind some of the most well-known TV commercial jingles that there ever have been. So that's just a a little side note on Barry.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good one. And he loves to tell that story when you talk to him too. And he's really proud of that. And I know like the bandstand song and all that. He's behind all that. So uh, great night with Barry Manilow, and he'll be back at the Westgate, too. So um, he's not going away. He's still going to be performing in Vegas.
1: All right. And from uh, music star to movie stars coming in at number two. So do you remember, Dana, when Hollywood took over Las Vegas for the big premiere of Oceans 13. And of course, this is the movie starring George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Don Cheadle, Matt Damon. I mean, everyone who's anyone. You couldn't
0: get more mega. Yeah. It
1: was a massive, massive movie that, of course, filmed here in Las Vegas. And then I believe it was 2006 when the film actually premiered. They held the official premiere at the Palms and they shut down the entire front of the building, rolled out the red carpet. There were media members there from around the world. And this was one of the first assignments that I had to go and actually report. And it's kind of intimidating when you're thrown yeah. into a red carpet situation and you have to grab George Clooney and grab Brad Pitt and Matt Damon and Ellen Barkin mm-hmm. and Elliot Gould and like these massive stars. Yeah. And you're and a young buck at the time. Just a young kid <laughs> just arrived in Vegas and, you know, pulling these people for interviews. That was one of the best memories that I have here and just huge stars. And not long after it may have even been the same year, the video music awards, MTV VMAs were also at the palms. And as we were there at the red carpet, Robin Leach, long admired (laughs) entertainment reporter, TV pioneer icon was standing right next to, right next to us at our reporting location. And it was a, one of those situations where you had to check in early, be at your spot, oh, and you were essentially there all night long.
0: Everyone thinks it's so glamorous. No. Right? They have y- no idea. There's like no <laughs>
1: bathrooms to go to. Yeah. If you're hungry. You can't move. Tough. You lose your spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so Robin Leach found a way around this. He called and Robert. ordered pizza and had it delivered to his spot. <laughs> On the red carpet.
0: This That is the moment. Out of all these stories, uh, you know, rest in peace, Robin Leach. Uh, loved working with him through the years and how real he was. He did not care or give a blank about anything. No. He did he, what he wanted to do, and he was hungry, so he ordered his pizza.
1: And he shot from the hips, said things like they were. And, of course, you know, being the, the face of... Of lifestyles of the rich and famous, <laughs> that is exactly how he lived. and it was a time before you had GPS on your phone. <sighs> so how he even told the delivery person where to find him?
0: Yeah, there was no Uber on the Eats red back carpet.
1: On. Or how to even get to the red carpet, past all the security. I have no idea how he pulled that off, but Robin Leach ordering pizza to the red carpet. Still to this day, I I have that image. Love Robin forever. Will R.I.P. Robin.
0: That's a great one. All right. Well, let's move on to number one. Okay, number one actually goes along with the Oceans theme. And when we were discussing our stories, we both kind of agreed this moment I had was definitely number one worthy.
1: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, without a doubt, as we were discussing these things, and Dana brought this story up, we both looked at each other. We were like, yep, this is the ultimate.
0: It was the ultimate story. Okay, so Oceans 13 was shooting in Las Vegas around 2007, and I was a helicopter reporter for the CBS affiliate, and what we did every day was we took off from a helicopter airport terminal, I should say, so we didn't take off from the station. I would go to Sundance Helicopters, and we would take off to do the evening reports there. So then, apparently, you know, we start to hear chatter that that they're shooting a couple scenes from Ocean's 13 on the tarmac and that the cast is going to be at the helicopter airport, act cool, don't bother them, all this stuff, you know? And I'm like, okay. So there's a little, it's not a very large terminal, but, right. you know, you know, two days of shooting, I would say, because they would shoot in the hangar and this and that. And it's that scene where Matt Damon walks out um, and he hands someone something on the tarmac and they have a couple lines and I forget how it goes. So um, anyway, so in the conference room... In this hallway where I used to hang out in between my traffic reports and news reports, because we would do the 4 o'clock news and then the 5.30 and then the 6.30, um, the door was closed. And they're like, oh, well, Ellen Barkin, George Clooney, and Matt Damon are in there. So, you know, you're going to have to go find somewhere else.
1: (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Sorry, Roselly. Sorry, Roselly, you're out. taken.
0: Yeah. News at 11. Sorry. (laughs) Moving on. Okay, so... Anyway, there was, like, two days of this, and, you know, I would see a couple of them from the distance and this and that, but the helicopter terminal was always freezing because they would turn the air conditioning on, and, you know, in the summer here when it gets so hot, the air conditioning is always like, oh, you're actually yes. cold. So every now and then, I would go out this side door where there was a, like, picnic table, a kind of a little hangout area that some of the pilots would go and have lunch, and I would go out there and warm up.
1: Thaw out. Thaw right. out,
0: Right. So as I did my normal routine, you know, I walk out there. I open up the door and who's standing there? But Brad Pitt.
1: What? Smoking
0: a cig <laughs> all by himself. And so what do you do? What what would you like I didn't know do I close the door and go back in cuz that's awkward? Do I continue to go out and what do I say? And what do I do? And like, I just didn't know what to do. But I I thought if I closed the door and went back out, that would be weird. So I walked out and I looked at him and he looked at me and he said, hey, how you doing? And I said, good. You know, I've. It's freezing in there. I'm going to warm up. And he laughed. And he's like, it does get cold. Something like that. And then he's smoking a cigarette. And he kind of like, you know when you kind of like like finish a cigarette, it's like a couple more puffs before I'm going to put it out. Yes. So he Uh seemed a little rushed. And I don't know if I made him uncomfortable because, you know, he didn't want me to see him smoking or what the deal was. But, you know, he looked like he did in Ocean's 13 with the short hair. And he had a great suit on. And he looked amazing. And so awkwardly. I'm sitting on a picnic bench, staring out. Brad Pitt's finishing his cig- cigarette, and it's, like, silent. And I didn't even know what to do. And so we had this this moment. Then when he opened the door, he put out his cigarette, and he said, you know, um, have a great day or something like that. And I was like, thanks, Brad. <laughs> 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 and I thought about, in and, and my my. Friends over at uh, Channel Eight at the time where I was working were laughing. Uh, I came in to do the morning show the next day, and, and I said I did think about taking that cigarette with his DNA on oh, it, geez. putting it into a baggie, and selling it on eBay.
1: <laughs> but
0: you <laughs> but I didn't. didn't. No, but I took a picture. <laughs> with, a, with a digital camera, I think that I had. And I have it in my, my album. So that's my Brad Pitt moment. But it was definitely cool to be, you know, seeing Brad Pitt with no security, right. no nothing, just standing outside on the side of a building with Brad Pitt.
1: I mean, that's pretty yeah, cool. it
0: was amazing. That
1: was definitely a moment, huh? Yeah,
0: so that's my and our number one. Man. But the list could go on with all the little moments as we were discussing this. I mean, you know, just a few that came to mind even for me is, you know, one time we climbed the the roof of Caesar's Palace where they shot The Hangover and they do that famous scene um, after, you know, I, I'm really good friends with Matt Goss who is a headliner at Caesar's for a long time and he kind of knew the route and we kind of knew the, some of the people and we all – you know, we'd go out, have a few drinks. We'd go, let's climb the roof. You know, we totally weren't supposed to. But, you know, it was a memorable time. The
1: I don't re- recommend trying that.
0: No. Yeah, don't try it. And then, oh, gosh, one time I was backstage after uh, I was seeing someone in the Jersey Boys. And it, it was a time where they were having some momentous occasion. And Frankie Valley was there. And the real Frankie Valley Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we yep. had, like, a great, like, 10-minute conversation about life and marriage. Like, he's been married a lot. And he was talking about, you know, <laughs> how he would have done things differently <laughs> And so you know one of those intimate moments right another time I went to see Gwen Stefani with my friend Robin Anton who is the creator of the Pussycat Dolls and yep. she knows Gwen so we went backstage after but not just like meet and greet like we sat on the couch just the four of us and you know chatted with Gwen about she was telling us how she met Blake Shelton and how things were going on in her life and so it was just a very intimate moment but Tons of stories like that. I could probably go on and on, and I know you have a bunch too.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is just the kind of stuff that that happens when you've been in town a while, and you know, mm-hmm. get to know certain people that you know get you access to things. Back in my nightclub days, Dana Rain nightclub <laughs> at the Palms was one of the places where we would always go, oh, and yeah. I forget somebody who we knew like, knew the DJ at at Rain Nightclub, and we would get up into the DJ booth, and there were controls in there that if you pushed all these buttons, fire would shoot out <laughs> from this massive, like, lighting rig thing in the middle of the dance floor, and so we got to take turns going and p- pushing on the buttons to make these giant fireballs throw out over the, the crowd of people who were dancing there. And uh, that was, I mean, kind of a once-in-a-lifetime yeah, kind a, of thing. Not- Except <laughs> it wasn't once-in-a-lifetime. We kept going back and doing oh, okay. it. <laughs> and <laughs>
0: yeah. then
1: an, another time, Adele was performing at uh, the Cosmopolitan. And again, it was. I don't know how we got there. We just followed some people and ended up like backstage and watching the entire concert from the side of the stage. At this Adele concert, and that was absolutely incredible. Wow, that's incredible. incredible. And uh, Like you said, the memories, the the stories just go on and on and on, but we had to try and condense it down I know. for today's episode. That's
0: right, and, and that's the thing. And just what you just said there is we don't know how we got there, but we just follow, you know, went along with some people. I mean, that's how these nights and days happen. You just it just turns into something and we've had so many of those moments through the years but we hope you enjoyed this episode and if you like this kind of episode let us know please send us a tweet at Vegas revealed and let us know we'll do more of this because we've got stories for days
1: and also if you have your own Vegas stories about times when maybe you ended up in an elevator with a celebrity or uh, you know you know when you have one of those only in Vegas moments if you've had one of those be sure to share them with us. We would love to hear and, you know, your story may end up right here on Vegas Revealed. That's right. And as we're saying
0: that, I'm just thinking about my Patrick Dempsey story. I'll save that for another time. We may have even talked about it. How did I not mention that? See what I mean? They just keep rolling, rolling out. They
1: do. I know. Me,
0: Patrick Dempsey on the tram at the airport. Anyway.
1: (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. We always appreciate you tuning in and downloading Vegas Revealed on whichever podcast app you listen from. And a reminder, we do have a link down in our show notes to our Vegas Revealed merchandise store. And if you feel like it, go on, check out the designs. We're always adding new ones and make a purchase.
0: And we also are on Highway Radio now doing some entertainment reports so you can tune in when you're on that long drive. Well, sometimes it's long, sometimes it's short. From L.A. to Vegas and Vegas to L.A. We get a lot of visitors from there. Sometimes they get stuck in traffic while Highway Radio and Highway Vibe is really the only station you can get on that stretch on the radio. They play great music. We contribute to that now too, so you can check us out there.
1: So if you listen to us on a podcast platform or on the radio either way we'll talk to you next week have a great week everyone captain on behalf of the flight crew thank you for flying with us and have a pleasant day let's go to vegas baby let's get away who wants to live